Hey y'all, welcome to the Let's Make Lemonade podcast. If you tuned into our previous episode, we're so glad you're back and we were blown away by how many of you joined us and shared the sweetest responses. Considering we expected an audience of our parents, our oldest sister, and maybe Audrey's husband, it's been such a blessing to hear how much you guys love the show. If this is your first time, welcome and we're so excited that you've joined us. Last week you heard Audrey interview me and today we get to hear all about her. If you enjoy the show, please rate, share, and drop a review. Let us know what you think. Today's show is super fun, and I think you'll think so too. Hey, buddy. Hey. How are you doing? Pretty good. I took a shower just now for the first time in like, I'm not going to lie, it's been like three or four days, let's be real. And so that's good, you know? Yeah. You gotta... I mean, I've definitely, probably like, def- I've broken that with my record of how long I've not showered, if right. I'm being honest, if we're going to be honest with what, the people. What, in like, when you were in Uganda or just like normal life? I actually forgot about that. So yeah, it's been like a solid eight days before. <laughs> oh yikes! With your hair too, your hair gets pretty oily pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, I have, and I have long hair. But in Uganda, our shower didn't work. Yeah. And so the shower head didn't work. So then you could only use like like the bath part of it. Yeah. But then for some reason, it was also like up on like a three foot platform. So there was like maybe two feet between where Ooh. the water was coming out and the ground. Ooh. And our light didn't work, so it was in the pitch dark. And there wasn't a, like, a curtain on the window. So that sounds like a call to my chiropractor waiting to happen. Yeah, it was really, it was really <laughs> painful the, the time I tried to shower. And then I just really embraced um, Mother Nature. And, and then you're also <laughs> trying to not let all that water get in your face or your mouth. Yeah, and then we were also told, like, not to, like, squat too much and yeah. just, like, not get too close to the ground and things Who like that. Who knew there was a rule book on how to take showers? Exactly. You know? And then... It finally started working, but it was freezing cold, so I just didn't shower. I used a lot of baby wipes. My hair stayed in braids yeah. the whole time. I got home and showered, and like so much, so much of my hair came out. Yeah. Well, I went to work today, and it was so hot, probably like 95 degrees and super humid, and I was outside the whole time, so I was very sweaty, and so the first thing I needed to do... Well, not going to lie, the first thing I did when I came home is I took a nap in all of that glory. And then I got in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, for sure. All right. So just to start off, um, can you just tell us your name, your age, and maybe what you do? Yeah. So my name is Audrey Pinion. Um, I am 22 years old. I work, I'm working full-time right now at, um, it's called the Canine Ranch. It's a boarding and training facility for dogs. And, um, but during the fall and spring semesters, I am a full-time student at Kennesaw State University. Awesome. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you studying? Um, I'm studying English education. I was studying, um, also a minor in Spanish, but you know, things get, things got pretty heavy and not heavy. This was before, you know, coronavirus and everything, but at this point things were like, too much on my plate and I needed to drop something and so Spanish was the thing to go even though I really really do do enjoy studying it it's very interesting yeah and you can always come back to it or whatever just sometimes you just need a little slower pace yeah at some point I plan on either going back because I don't think I'll finish it while I'm uh, working towards my degree right now but I'll probably come back after hopefully that's the that's the hope yeah. And if not, I'll learn it somewhere else. Yeah. What are those? Something you're passionate about, you'll get Rosetta to it Stone somehow. Or something. Yeah. Duolingo. Duolingo, yeah. We had um, we had a lady at the clinic the other day 
who brought her friend and she went and sat in the hallway and did Duolingo and was like learning German by herself oh, outside. And fun. I was like, that's so cool. She's having like so I'm much fun with her. it. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Great dedication. Um, are you almost done with school? Mm, my answer is no, because I feel like two years is a long time. But, yeah. but other people would say, yeah, especially since I've been there for four. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I am almost done. I'm also just taking it really slow, like only three classes at a time. They're all literature classes, so that much reading, mm-hmm. as well as having a job, and I guess I guess you could say managing a house. Yeah. Not, not really. It's not like I have kids or anything. I just have to manage yeah. myself. But, you I, know, that's a job in and of itself, so. I remember last semester when you still lived at home, and the semester started, and you showed me all the reading that you had, <laughs> and me and you are very different in that. Like, you, you, I mean... Obviously, that was a lot of reading, but I am definitely more science and math-based and numbers, and so seeing all that reading, I was like, uh... Well, I remember stacking it up for you, all these books stacked up on my desk in my bedroom, and I'm not going to lie, it was like a foot and a half tall, at least, and maybe even two, if we're being real, and that was at the beginning of the semester, and during the semester they added books to that so you didn't even see all of it yeah that's actually the day that I decided to be a business entrepreneur right <laughs> oh gosh and that was actually I was only in t- three classes so and yeah the normal is like four or five that's crazy I don't know if I could do that um you could you're smarter than me for sure I know it's just like essays and reading I love to read but I like to read books that Sounds bad, but that I'm interested yeah. in. I yeah. any time I've ever been assigned a book for like a class, yeah. I've almost never. Well, I took it. I took this um, course this past spring. It's called Principles of Writing Instruction. I also ha- so in that class there was a built-in field experience where I went to go. I went to a middle school, Autry Middle School. It was so sweet, um, and in this class it was teaching you how to write. And that sounds funny because you know, you've been, you, you're taught how to write from grade school, like elementary school. Um, but going in this class, I learned so much about clutter, like don't put so much fluff in your writing, get straight to the point and don't repeat yourself. Oh my gosh, before this class, every paper I wrote had so much repetition. And, and honestly, before this class, I didn't really enjoy writing. And it's because I always felt like, man, I have to make this page length and how do I add more fluff? And I feel like I've said the same thing at least seven times. But after this class, um, I have just really started to enjoy it because it gets to be short and sweet and to the point and also being creative while doing all those things. So I really enjoy it now. But like you were saying, you weren't sure that you love the essays and the reading. Yeah. But the essays are something I love now. I just remember, too, going through high school. I mean, I went to a different school every year. And so the curriculum changed from state to state and county to county. And so every time it changed, I realized that I kept learning the same thing Mm -hmm. because I started on an accelerated path. And then I let go of that because it was just too much with everything else going on. I went to, like, just a normal. And so I learned the comma rules every single year mm-hmm. of high school whenever we should have just learned them my first year. Yes. And you know how you have to read like different classic books for yeah. the curriculum of different schools? I ended up reading the same book like three times yeah. because I moved so yes. much. But I that was me in fractions. We moved in fourth grade and we were about to learn fractions when we moved. And when we got to Arkansas from Oklahoma, um, 
they had just finished learning fractions and I was given a test on fractions and I was like, uh, I don't know. And I was the student where it was like, if I fail this, I'm going to cry. Only I'm crying during the test, you know? Yeah. <laughs> do you do that too? Every time I was given a test, like in, in my younger grade years, of course, in high school, I was like, forget it, whatever. I'm going <laughs> to fail. It's fine. But in the younger ones, I wanted so badly to please the teacher. I didn't want to get in trouble and I wanted to please my parents, mom, dad. And uh, I would I would literally tear up during a test thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do so bad on this and they're going to be so mad. So yeah. did you do that too? Yeah, I think I was just such a perfectionist for a while that I, I just wanted so badly for my grades to be perfect yeah. and people were so proud of me when they were mm-hmm. that if it looked like they weren't going to be, I mean, I think that's why I was such, I was so extra with school for so long. Mm-hmm. Um until like my personal life just became such a hot mess that I was yeah. like, something has to go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was, I just wanted them to be perfect because that's when people seem to be like yeah. proud of me. Yeah. But I was thinking earlier today about how you are in an accounting class, the same one that I took a couple years ago. And so English education was not my first major. I was, I was originally a middle grades education major. But after talking to my academic advisor, I was like, this is not what I want to do. Um, and then so I, I changed to business because I was like, well, it's pretty vague. I could mm-hmm. do something with yeah. that, you know. And so I went with that. And I took one, the most basic level of accounting you can possibly take, which is what you're in right now. Yeah. And I despised it. I wanted out of that so bad. It was awful. I don't know how I got to be. It was only by the Lord's grace that I passed that class. It was terrible. But anyway, I was thinking of that because I was thinking, I bet you you are struggling with it more than I was. Not because you're not smarter than me. You're 100% definitely smarter than me. <laughs> what you're struggling with is because you want your grade to be perfect. And I didn't care. I just wanted to pass. Yeah. So I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah. I remember when I got my first B in college was the last semester that I was enrolled. And... Oh, I remember that. You were so upset. I was so upset. I was definitely more at peace with it than I would have been if it was like a year before. Mm -hmm. But just where I was in life. But I remember seeing that and I went through my transcript and looked at all the A's and I saw that one B. And this sounds so extra of me, everyone. I'm so sorry. This is Yeah, a, they're laughing at you. Yeah. They're looking, they're hiding their D's and F's on the, yeah. their, their withdrawals. I'm so sorry. I'm not like, I'm not saying that grades are everything. It's just something I've had to learn that they're not. But I remember I was just, it wasn't even about the B at that point. It was that my thing was like unsymmetrical. It was like there's yes. one B in the midst of like Your OCD. 50 A's. Yeah, yeah, it was that was what frustrated me the most. I was yeah. like, because it was like a little blip. I'm clearly a good student. What is going on here? Yeah, and it was like an 89, and it was in a gen ed class. Oh, yeah. That was the most exciting. That was not exciting. Yeah. That was the most frustrating part, too, because it was like, out of all the classes I'm going to yeah, get a B gen in. gen ed. Give me a break. Pre-modern world history? <laughs> Let's be honest. The gen ed classes for college, those are the classes that I usually do the worst in. Like yeah. American history. I'm sorry, everyone who loves U.S. history. I, I, It's fine. It's interesting-ish. Actually, that's a lie. In the class, she told it like a story, and it was super interesting. Mm-hmm. But she was not good at like giving me tools so that I could remember the information. Yeah. And so I got a C. That was my first C on a... Uh, like as a final grade ever like yeah high school elementary school any of it and so yeah gen ed that one and then also wellness in college I didn't do well on that but that's because I really didn't care 
and let's be real, the on the tests on the in the in that wellness class are really bougie and ridiculous. When am I ever going to use that information? Never. I feel like Gen Ed is either you, and this may sound this may not be true for everybody, but I feel like you you it's common that you get professors who are just so over the top about their material because they know that you don't really care that right. much so you just to have to shove be there. it down your throat <laughs> yeah and also I feel like they're kind of like especially history to me is like the number one class where your teacher can really make or break it yeah in terms of how interested the students yeah. are because history can either be told as this person was alive from these dates and these are the bullet points of what he did and nobody yeah. is interested in that right. But then I had one professor who knew so much that it was exciting because he was passionate about it. Yeah, like they knew the details and the secrets. Like, he liked to go to this park and do this. And so his buddy from down the street. Yes, and like he was telling us all about like personality traits that we've learned about certain people and like funny stories. And it was cool to hear about like Thomas Edison personally or like Thomas Jefferson and like who he was as a person rather than just the things that he did to like check off the things that you know he accomplished. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting. But speaking on teachers and professors and making a class, Mm -hmm. I think I remember you've told me at some point how you, because if I remember correctly, our oldest sister, Sydney, was the one who would read books. Mm -hmm. And then I started reading. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember whenever you enjoyed reading, but I know that you've told me before when you realized that you actually did love literature. And I know you told me that it had something to do with a teacher yes, you had. Yes. So when we were still living in Arkansas, this was actually my junior year at Bentonville High School, um, I finally had an English teacher that I in, looked forward to going and seeing and being in her class. Um, she was the first teacher I've ever had in any of my classes, I think, over any of the subjects. Um, that incorporated different learning styles like visual learners, uh, kinesthetic learners, auditory learners, um, and she just incorporated uh, multiple modes style teaching, meaning like we're not just going to read books, we're also going to watch movies and we're going to study paintings yeah. and you know figure out what feelings the author was trying to convey through yeah. the colors or whatever. And some of that feels a little bougie, especially for people yeah. who are very into math and science. Mm-hmm. But my, I feel like my mind is, it, it's, I'm a dreamer. And so I think creatively, even mm-hmm. if I can't tangibly create cool things with my hands, yeah. I envision and dream about really creative things. Um, and anyway, so I really enjoyed her, her class. And then, um, I'm not going to lie, at first I was like, this is going to be weird because she had us stand in a circle and she played like this weird meditation music, like like the ohm <laughs> yeah. type stuff. And we were standing in a circle together and we were doing these weird yoga stretches. And this is also, yoga is not popular in when I was a junior. So I was like, what are we doing here? No. This is a little odd. No. And anyway, everybody was kind of giving her the side eye. But I am so proud of her. Now that I'm, like, becoming a teacher, I'm so, Mm -hmm. so proud of her for, like, sticking to it. She knew that we were all like, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. We hate her, blah, blah, blah. Um, But she stuck to it. And and towards the middle of school, she realized, like, we were actually enjoying it. And so I'm so proud of her for that, one. Um, Two, I also just loved the way she started getting us to read the books that we needed to read. 
for class. So one of the books was The Great Gatsby. Um, a lot of people love that book. A lot of people don't love that book because of the ending, which is fine. I totally get that. But I, that was the first book I ever loved. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's my favorite book, but it definitely is the one that got me introduced. Yeah, to it was reading. like your first favorite. Yeah, it was. It's your short. first love. You never forget your first love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was short, so it was easy for me to commit to it. Um, which the other thing that made it easy was how much I respected that teacher and appreciated her. Um, and because we would only read a couple chapters and then we would watch the movie with DiCaprio. So of course, you know, I'm sold, you know? And, um, so that's what got me into reading. And then after we read that one and it was finished and I loved all the imagery, like the green light, Mm -hmm. meaning jealousy and envy and all of that stuff. And, um, Daisy calling her daughter a beautiful little fool because um, she hopes she is so that she'll marry rich and whatnot. Um, anyway, I just loved all of that and like I think I loved that my brain was able to get it and I felt smart because I was able to get it. Yeah. And so then the next book we had to read, I actually read that one and I read the next one. Um, and then we moved to Georgia and I kind of took a break from reading and then um, I think I lost my love for it um, when we moved. And then I got to college, and I was a middle grades major, and then I switched to business. And when I realized business was definitely not what I was going to do with my life, um, I was like, what am I, what am I doing? I don't know anything. This sucks. For any of y'all out there feeling like, what major do I have to pick? Just take it easy. Fly through your gen ed classes talk to the teachers you like and ask them why they like their classes, whatever, their subjects, and just just take it easy and figure out what you like. Um, there's no rush. Just go through gen ed first. Anyway, but I was doing that, and I realized, I just remembered, like, what if I taught English? Because I still am attracted to the idea of being a teacher. And I was like, I don't know that I love English that much. And I was like, but I did love it when I was with Miss Stewart, was her name. Christine Stewart. Um, And so I actually emailed her and I sent her an essay that I wrote about her, uh, how much I appreciated her class and how it made me realize I love literature. And um, she replied like a month later um, because they're so busy up there. That school was like 4,000 kids still at that time. My graduating class there I think was going to be like 1,400 or something. Yeah, yeah. Give or take the dropouts. Yeah. (laughs) And... um, she replied and she was like, Audrey, that's so sweet. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. And I had also asked her, why do you like being an English teacher? And so she just explained to me the things that she loved and all of that. And I was like, I think I'm sold on that. So I jumped into English education. I tested the waters with a few classes that I knew I would have to read books that not are, that aren't super appealing to others. Um, and I loved it. So I stuck with it, but that's how yeah. I got there. That's a really long story, but no, that's good. I remember, I remember whenever you first started college and you didn't really know what you were trying to do. And then I remember you talking about Miss Stewart, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's super cool. Mrs. And now Mrs. Sorry. And now you want to be a teacher and in you're pursuing English education. And I think that's really cool. So Shout out to all the teachers out there who do that. (laughs) I thought about teaching one time. I've had people tell me I should be a teacher, and I think about it for a while, and then I think, "Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) Swerve. (laughs) I I love kids, and 
like youth ministry is super fun and I've loved that and like Daraja, but I don't think as my profession, teaching yeah. is what I'm called to do. Yeah. So shout out to all of you who have that calling and who teach because you love the kids and you want to make a difference in mm-hmm. their lives because y'all are heroes. So, um, so the next thing we were going to talk about was um, maybe just some hobbies that you have, things you like to do for fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, y'all are going to think I'm super boring because these are going to be things that most of y'all are thinking like, that's it. You do if you have nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. The things, <laughs> the things you do when it's raining or something yeah. like that. Um, but I really love to just sit at home and watch movies. I love to watch movies. I also do like to read, um, when I have a good book. I haven't, I haven't really found a good book lately. Um, I have a couple that I started, but there's this one, I'm not going to say the author's name because she does have books that are really good. So I don't want people to not read her thinking she's not good. But it was one of her earlier publishes. Um, and so like, actually I think it was her first publish. And reading it, I could t- just tell that she was trying so hard because it was like every word was pulled from the thesaurus. And I was like, I can't read this. This is not genuine. I want Shout just out like... to everybody who does that with me. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yikes. I just called all of y'all out. Don't write like that. It's not good. <laughs> Call me up and I will help you. Um, anyway, but I like to read. Um, I had plant. I liked. I planted sunflowers not long ago. And I loved them like a lot. <laughs> Like a lot, a lot, and because they're so beautiful, and the sunflower is my favorite flower. She'd send me pictures every day, guys. Yeah, I and would. tell me like updates on these flowers. Even so. when they weren't blooming, she just really when did they were love green. them. Yeah, and they turned on me. They betrayed me, <laughs> and I would water them every day, and they'd be happy for about thirty minutes, and then they'd be dry and sad. And so I gave up on them, just like they gave up on me, and now they're brown twigs sticking out of my pots. So I did like that, but that kind of went down south. Um, yeah. And I also like yeah, the yeah. south killed your flowers. Yeah. Um, I also really like to listen to music. Um, I used to, when I, before I got married, I used to play music a lot. Um, I don't have a lot of, a lot of downtime anymore. But um, I was gonna say that sounds so sad. Well, it's just because I'm working more. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I still have the chance too. It's just I don't know. It feels weird to, to, to do, do and... to to play music when there's only one other person in the house and you know they're listening to you and you're like, uh, better not. Maybe when he leaves. <laughs> Little does she know that anytime she'd go downstairs and play the piano or play guitar in her room, I'd stop what I was doing and just listen to you like play and sing. <laughs> You've had That's people sweet. listening to you the whole time. <laughs> That's sweet. It was easier to ignore you. Yeah. But I also if like if if Mitch is around, I want to be where he is and we can't we yeah. can't play the guitar together there's only one guitar yeah. so anyway I used to do that but yeah and it's not like I don't love to do the fun things that other people know is fun like going to an amusement park or the park or yeah. going swimming or the lake or whatever I like to do those things but I and another thing I love to do is hang out with my friends I love my friends I have such great friends um and I love those things and they're super fun and they are my hobbies, but I want a notice. Like I want to, I want to build up excitement for that. I'm not like you and I don't just want to be like, oh, let's do it. 
We thought yeah. about it 30 seconds to go. Let's yeah. do it now. I'm like, uh, how about this weekend yeah. when I build up the energy and the excitement mm-hmm. and the longing to go and see those friends or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Earlier you said you feel like your hobbies are the things that other people do when it's like raining. Yeah. And when you said that, I was like, go like dance in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go dance in the rain. Go hike in the rain. Go drive in the rain. <laughs> go to a coffee shop. It's like the best yeah. time to. Ooh, coffee shop in the rain. That would be fun. I yeah. Think. But that's me. Bit. I'm like, anytime yeah. I, yeah. Um, all the coffee shops are closed right now. So me trying to study for finals has been so oh. difficult because it's yeah. so hard for me to focus. Yeah. I, I'm, you're, you're so much like you're a homebody and you're an yeah. introvert and I am like a, let's get out of the house and go on an adventure. Yeah. You prefer to like have most of your time spent as like a homebody. And then you like the excitement of like occasionally doing the things I enjoy doing most of the time. Yeah. And then there are like less times where I'm like, Oh, it sounds so nice to have like a homebody night. Yeah. So like we're kind of opposites in that way, but it works. (laughs) I also enjoy cooking with Mitch. I'm not, and I like to bake on my own because he doesn't really bake, but he's a, he is a really good cook and he cooks as a hobby and like he studies it and learns how to do it better which I think is really really cool and so I love to cook with him because he teaches me fun things and yeah sometimes when I'm taking the lead it does feel I haven't told him this so he's probably gonna be like oh babe when he hears it but sometimes when I'm taking the lead I feel like a little insecure because I'm like I'm probably not doing the best way I could and he knows it but (laughs) I'm gonna do it anyway but it is really fun yeah so, like, as a homebody and an introvert, would you say that you've enjoyed quarantine and having a reason to stay home? Or did you struggle with it as much as I did? Slash am. <laughs> good question. Um, I, I enjoyed the part that I didn't have any obligations to go out and that I was welcome to stay at home and do whatever I wanted. Yeah. But for, like, a few months, uh, probably, like, two or three months of quarantine I wasn't married I was just engaged and I was even quarantining away from my then fiance and that was really really hard that was so hard I not gonna lie I did get a little depressed during that time because I was just like I don't know what to do with myself we were so close we hung out almost every day and yeah so that was really hard but as far as feeling like stuck in the house, I didn't. Especially because when I do start feeling depressed, all I want to do is be in bed. So it was really nice to have an excuse like, I'm just quarantining, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was going to ask you about that getting married during Rona season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about that experience. Like, what was yeah. the hardest part of getting engaged right before and then planning a wedding and then canceling a wedding due to the virus and... And then making the decision to go ahead and just get married. and Yeah. So um, when we got engaged, it was February. And um, obviously, it the coronavirus hadn't hit the U.S. yet. That was mid-March, I think. Um, and I was really excited. We planned some stuff. I, I even think we started planning before. Maybe not we, but I started planning before I got engaged because... I knew it was coming soon. 100%. Because we knew the date. (laughs) We knew the month that we wanted to get married. And I was like, well, it's coming up. So I know the engagement's coming up. Um, So anyway, I was thinking about those things. And we started planning. And I was Googling 
flower shops and sending my girls out to do things for me. Cassie, shout out to you for doing awesome things um, and calling Kroger up for me like a million times. <laughs> um, and uh, just reaching out to other connections, planning a honeymoon, getting excited about all of those things. Um, and then coronavirus hitting and me being a little bit naive, I was thinking, nah, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll blow over by then, surely. Yeah. Um, but it gets closer and closer. I have my birthday rolls around and I don't, and I'm still quarantined away from Mitch and, um, we go a few more weeks and it's just getting worse. It's not calming down. Um, and at some point, and by this point, I'm, like, super depressed and sad, which sounds really sad, but I'm fine now. Yeah. <laughs> we worked it out. But um, I remember we were talking, and I just asked him, like, babe, do you really think that by May 16th things are going to be better? May 16th was the date that we wanted to get married. Um, and he said, I don't know, maybe. And I said... Do you think that even if the 10 person, because at this time the government had limited us to groups no larger than 10, and so I said, do you think that even if that is lifted, all of our family and friends will be comfortable enough to come down? And he was like, no. And I was like, I don't either. And so I asked him, I said, can we move it up then if no one's coming? <laughs> and he said, well, I would still really like for our like bridal party, or not bridal, why do I always call it the bridal party? It's a wedding party when it's both sides. It's like on Friends when Monica keeps saying my day, and he's like, it's our day. Mm -hmm. And eventually he's like, it's fine, I want it to be your day too. <laughs> right, and it's not even, I don't even think that way. Like, even the yeah. um, wedding shower that I wanted, people usually call that a bridal shower and only invite the bride and then women. But I wanted it to be a wedding shower. I wanted him to be yeah, there, I and I wanted that. all the families to be there. Um, anyway, but for some reason, I just keep calling it a bridal party when it's a wedding party. Anyway, he wanted them to be there, um, and I can't remember the reason, but May 16th was the better option for that. And I was thinking, yeah, and I, don't, I honestly don't remember what happened that steered us away from that. I think it was just that they, so, to just be socially distant. Up. and. Yeah. We wanted Mary to be there, and with that many people there, it would have been tough. Um, we wanted Mary to be there so badly. Um, anyway, and so we decided eventually that we were going to move it up to April 25th. Um, this was like three weeks away from the day that we decided to move it up. So, And that was just because that was also, it gave him time, because he's a pastor, so it gave him time to get through Easter and also create from scratch the discipleship group, I guess, manual. What would you call that? Like a, I don't know what you would call that. Just a, whatever. The the foundations of the discipleship groups. Yeah. Um, he had to create all that from scratch too. So that gave him time to do that so that after we got married, we would be able to have a week of just like chill. So that's how all of that happened. But talk about a honeymoon for a homebody. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was nice, I guess, but I... I'm not, I guess. It maybe was really little, nice. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, but I also really wanted to go to the beach. But I think the hardest part um, of all of that, of not getting to have the wedding the way we had always dreamed of it, of being... I say we, but 
it really it's it's the girl who dreams as yeah. a small child of like the wedding they're gonna have yeah. and the man they're gonna marry and blah blah blah. Not to say that Mitch didn't want a wedding. He definitely did. He wanted all of his people there as well. But the hardest part was definitely not having our people there, especially our older sister, mm-hmm. because she lives in Arkansas. That was really brutal. And as as elated and ecstatic and happy as I was on April 25th getting married, I was still fighting back tears that Sydney wasn't there. Yeah. But, but shout out to Sydney. So our oldest sister, Sydney, hi, I know you're listening. I love you. But, um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> if you're not listening, we'll talk later. Um, <laughs> but um, she lives in Bentonville, Arkansas. And so she's an hour ahead of us. No, behind us? Behind. Behind, right? So we had to wake up here at like 5 a.m. Yeah. And so Sydney woke up with us at like 4 a.m. and got ready with us. Like she put on her maid of honor dress. She put makeup on. She did her hair like with us on FaceTime while Audrey got ready to yeah. that morning. And I like, so I know sweet. she wasn't here, but I'm like, that is some serious dedication. So sweet. She could have just even just woken yeah. up at the time of the wedding and laid in yeah. bed looking like, yeah. And watch the live but, stream. We had a live stream. So Mitch and I decided to do it super early because we, it, we both would have been so, so anxious all day if it would have been in the evening. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's one of the main things we weren't looking forward to about having it like on the original day, May 16th. Yeah. Because we, it would have been in the evening, but we had it at, what was it? Like 7 a.m. Well, I think that we were supposed to like get there at 7 a.m. Yeah. And so, yeah, before the sun rises as well. So we tried to do it when the light was very dim um, and it was kind of quiet. It was a Saturday, so there wasn't too much traffic. Um, So, yeah, it was super, super early, but very beautiful. Um, We'll post pictures on the Lemonade Podcast um, Instagram account for y'all to see. Um, If you haven't followed that already, again, it's at the Lemonade Podcast. Yeah. So moving away from the wedding... Um, what is the best part about marriage so far in your opinion, pun intended, and, uh, just pause for effect there. Um, (laughs) but what's the best part about marriage, uh, in your opinion so far? Okay. So there's a lot of really good things about marriage. It's tell me what I have to look forward to. Oh, you got it. (laughs) Um, my favorite thing probably is that I... Like, he's always there. He's my best friend, and he's always there. And and in addition to that, I get to be 100% me all the time in front of him, and he will accept me no matter what. And same for him. He gets to be 100% him in front of me, and I'll never be rejected. He'll never be rejected. There'll always be love. And if anything, it makes me love him more and him love me more. So yeah. it's really great. And it's just like thinking about to all our weird quirks that we do it's it's just really awesome to have somebody that yeah you can be that way with yeah like you can be fully yourself and fully known and yeah. loved I can look I can wake up in the morning looking my worst and he'll think I look my best yeah so it's sweet <laughs> yeah I remember we were sitting you and I were sitting out on the balcony one day and I honestly don't even remember what I did, but I had, like, one leg up on the railing, and I was probably making a weird noise and, like, doing some, like, weird <laughs> modern dance. And, y'all, I'm not a dancer. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram video the other day. <laughs> you go and look at it. Um, but I'm not. I was acting so weird. And Audrey 
she looked at me and she said, Sarah, and I said, yeah, <laughs> you're going to make some guy so happy one day. And I said, <laughs> why? And she said, because you're so weird. <laughs> and I mean it in the best way, yeah. because like I'm saying, like, the weirder you are with your significant other, the better your relationship is because the realer you are, the yeah. more honest and authentic you are with them. Yeah, and if you're a goofy person, then having someone who loves and like is goofy with you is probably, I wouldn't know, but it's yeah. probably <laughs> like such a dream. Yeah. Um, so I've been told by, you know, the what, 99%, I'm just kidding, not 99%, but the 90% of my friends that are already married, that you learn a lot about yourself that you may not have noticed or maybe that you just didn't know before. Um, Do you think that you've learned anything new since you've been married? That's a good question, too. Um, Yeah. They're probably, you know, when you learn things about yourself, they're very rarely good things. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's the things that we've ignored about ourselves we didn't want to see. I'm sure I've stepped into and become more confident in things that are good about me, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't pinpoint them for you. I just do them. But it's the things that are bad that you have to critique yourself on that you you know and that you can, like, hold on to and say and name it. You can name this is new about me. Um, I think I, I do think I have more selfish tendencies than I thought I did. I was going to say, I feel like most people tell me that they realize they were more selfish than they thought. Yeah. Because you're constantly yeah. in a position of needing to humble yourself and serve yeah. someone different. Yeah. You're not just living for yourself anymore. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what most people... Mitch told me that the other day, oh, actually. Didn't. Yeah, that's we were awesome. talking about it after church, and that's what he said. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're meant for each other. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it's really awesome, though, because I have a partner who will call me out on it, and that's what I need. I don't want someone who's just going to let me be that way. That's not that's not Christ-like. That's not, that's not sanctification or yeah. anything like that. So I'm really grateful and blessed to have a partner who will say, I think if you looked at it this way, or I think you might be being a little bit selfish in this um, let's talk about that or do you someone agree? Someone who like challenges Some, you Yeah, somebody who will challenge me on um, my, my thoughts and my motivations. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you've learned that about yourself. So I think I'm wondering, and anybody who knows Mitch, I think we just all would really love to get some insider information. So what's something that you've learned <laughs> oh, about no. your husband... Mitch, um, tell us just, you know, like a funny quirk or something that you've learned about him since you've been married to him. Oh I gosh. personally am super excited for this. Well, hopefully, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, okay, okay. When we first got married um, and I, we woke up that morning, he, he, he yawned. And it scared me so bad. I hope this isn't, like, too much and that he gets embarrassed or whatever. It's not embarrassing. I feel like most of the population does this, but I didn't know it was a thing. Anyway, and so he yawned, and as he's yawning, he goes, "Ah!" (laughs) And I got so scared. It's, it's like, morning, and I'm, like, he's, like, yelling. And I I just looked at him and I said, babe, no yelling. (laughs) 
It's too early. I know. But that's one of his quirks is when he yawns, he ha- he has to yell. He says, yeah. you got to get him out. And I was like, get <laughs> what out? Your screams? <laughs> he was like, yeah. Oh, my oh gosh. My it was just so funny. But that's funny. I don't know if I've ever yelled, but I definitely do like the, I stretch as far out as I can, and then I, like, flip and stretch the other way, and then I probably, like, <laughs> like do that, like, a couple times. I just need to, like, That's elongate funny. myself yeah, yeah. as much as That's possible. So funny. Probably because my dog gets in my way, though, and I yeah. don't sleep well because, like, yeah. he makes me crunch him a ball. But, but now it's a running joke because anytime he'll yawn like that and, just then, goes all out. and then scream, <laughs> I just point my finger at him and I say, babe, no yelling. No yelling. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. All right, so wrapping up, talking about the wedding and getting married, um, if you had to say that wedding plans getting thrown off track due to the coronavirus was a lemon, what do you think made it lemonade? Um, And how do you and Mitch look at it differently to see the good in it and the blessings throughout that season? That's good. Um, It was definitely a lemon, you know, not getting to do it the way we planned on doing it, not getting to have the our friends there. Honestly, that's like the worst part is that none of our people got to yeah. be there. Well, that's why people have a wedding. Yeah. You get married either way and you have yeah. a marriage, but the wedding is about getting the people, yeah. your community together to support yeah. you in it. I so. just so looked forward to dancing with him, but also my girls and yeah. my family, seeing my sister and my niece that I haven't seen in over a year and a half. Yeah. Gosh. Um... But it was definitely a lemon, and I know there are other brides out there that are feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. They haven't made the decision to postpone yet, or they haven't made the decision to go ahead and do it. Um, but I think I, I'm so grateful, and I would do it again the same way we did it. I wouldn't postpone. I wouldn't, you know, the circumstances were the same. I would do exactly mm-hmm. what we did. Um, maybe just pick a different hairstyle. I didn't love my hairstyle. You looked um, so pretty. Well, thanks. You looked like a, I don't even know, like a, like an enchanted fairy. That's Which is really funny because you love Tinkerbell so much when you I were younger. I do love Tinkerbell. You were like Tinkerbell on her wedding day. Oh, that's But with sweet. a braid instead of a giant bun on her head. I just didn't love the back <laughs> of it. The the back of my head looked oh. super like dark and oh, flat. Yeah. I don't know if I remember. Well, you know, you can't really get your hair done during. Yeah, <laughs> I had to do it myself. Yeah. Um, but you did my makeup. I was so grateful. If you hadn't done it, I wouldn't have worn any. I don't I wear makeup that. anyway. I'm not wearing makeup yeah. now. I don't wear it during the day. I don't ever wear it. But I probably would have gone without yeah. if you hadn't done it. Well, I do very, like, natural makeup anyway. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like we could just add, like, a little bit of, like, a shimmer, kind of like a glowy yeah. thing. You know, give you some eyelashes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do look like I don't have any eyelashes. Um, I think... Looking at it and turning it into lemonade is just looking at what a marriage is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a covenant and a reflection of what Christ is with the church. You know, yeah. Never, we we can never be rejected from Him. He will never leave us. Um, it's a promise that we're going to be with Him mm-hmm. for for eternity. You know, um, and so looking at that, but also just looking at the the huge blessing that I have, like. I got to marry Mitch Pinion, you know, like, yeah, he's, that's the greatest man in the whole world. So yeah. y'all can't awesome. see this, but her face is, <laughs> her smile is like ear to ear right now. <laughs> well, I love him. So, but, um, looking at it and turning it to lemonade is like, 
like you said in this last episode, like God's grace would be like the sugar or the water. Mm -hmm. And then, um, seeing, seeing what I have with gratitude, seeing my new husband with Mm -hmm. gratitude, like I, he didn't have to give me that. That was a desire of my heart and he gave it to me fairly quickly. Lots of other women have to wait much longer Mm -hmm. than this. Mitch had to wait much longer than I waited. Um, and so just looking at all of that with gratitude uh, made me see it as limited. Like, I didn't get the wedding, but I did get the marriage. And yeah. I got the covenant and all mm-hmm. of that joy that encompasses that. So, And now we get to live together and start our life together. And so all of that is great. And that is definitely some sweet, sweet lemonade. That's awesome. I'm really glad that you were able to see it that way. I feel like a really good practice in life for anybody um, is just to be able to take those hard, like we are not promised an easy life. Right. We are, I mean, like in James, it says when you go through various trials, mm-hmm. not if, like mm-hmm. you're going to go through trials, you're going to go through storms. But if you can always remember and know the promise that God has mm-hmm. in all of those things, they're lemonade because even, and even I feel like that's hard for some people because you may not get to see the fruit of it or it may be harder to see the good of it in your lifetime Mm -hmm. but there is like that eternal hope and for you in this case you got it in this life and you got to see the beauty of that marriage and you guys get to pursue each other now in a way that will make you guys more like Christ and that others can see the relationship Christ had with the church through how you guys pursue Mm -hmm. each other and that's so exciting and so I'm really glad that I'm so proud of you guys for going through with it and putting aside your preferences to kind of show people, yeah, yeah, we wanted all of these things. We wanted the wedding and it was going to be so fun, but we're getting married for the glory of God. And we're not going to put that on hold because of a virus. We're going to go ahead and we're going to glorify God right now where we're at. Mm -hmm. And we're going to celebrate and we're going to rejoice. And and with you saying that, it reminded me when we read, we read John Piper's Preparing for Marriage book. Yeah. And the very first chapter was don't blow your budget or don't spend all your money on the wedding. And that was one of our convictions about getting married from the very beginning. Yeah. And so the wedding was already going to be very, very cheap compared to regular weddings. It was going to be like, like, I'd say like maybe... 3% 3% of what normal people yeah. spend on their weddings. Um, and we actually prayed. We asked the Lord to, you know, put that desire in our hearts to keep it really simple mm-hmm. and, you know, cheap and not, not spend all our money there and make it not very materialistic, like put that on our hearts and mm-hmm. that desire. Um, and he showed up Yeah. because we had a dress, a tux, and a ring. <laughs> and that was it. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a really beautiful morning. And I think, too, just seeing, especially the hard season that kind of came right before it of being separated from each yeah. other. And, I mean, I was with you, and it was hard for you guys. Yeah. And and then just the next morning at 7 a.m., the way that you jumped around like a bunny rabbit, <laughs> and you were so excited, and he was so excited, and just to see that, like, there is joy in all of it mm-hmm. if you're looking in like a gospel focus or just like just being positive yeah. so, like just seeing it in a better way than 
all the things that you don't get and seeing what you do get. Yeah. Um, so, um, just for a fun way to close out, I thought this would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) so what what we're going to do is I'm just going to ask you a bunch of random rapid fire questions. Okay. Like a this or that kind of thing. Kind of like a this or that. You just have to answer as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. So now just clear your mind. Just clear it out. Okay. Clear it out. Clear it out. (laughs) Okay. Is it clear? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Everyone, let's learn about Audrey. Okay. So are you a morning or night person? Morning. Fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Mountains or beach? Mountains. TV or movies? Movies. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Horses or dogs? Dogs. Cookies or cake? Cookies. Do you prefer to be hot or cold? Cold. Friends or Seinfeld? Friends. Winter or summer? Win- winter. Spoon or fork? Fork. Big spoon or little spoon? Little spoon. Road trip or fly? Gosh, I don't like either road trip. Quicker. <laughs> Vacation domestic or internationally? International. Skydive or bungee jump? Neither, absolutely neither of those. I refuse. Okay, if you choose. had to do one, you um, had I would, to. I would show up to watch you and turn away and not watch you. Okay, well that? then we'd be going skydiving. Oh god, <laughs> sweet or salty? Salty. Card games or board games? Board games. Waterbender or firebender? Water. Lake or ocean? Lotion. And who's your favorite, me or Sydney, our older sister? Uh, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> I love you both. <laughs> oh, what a politician. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That okay, guys. Sydney's good. our older sister, by the way. I was just trying to get the truth out of her. Who's her favorite? But <laughs> that was fun. Anyway. That was clever. <laughs> well, thanks so much for answering all of these questions, personal, and just I had a lot of fun with it. And I hope everyone feels like they know you a little bit better. Um, so I'm so glad that y'all joined us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me and asking me all the questions. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Um, And now that we've both been introduced, we get to dive into some fun stories, new topics, and how we can turn our lemons into lemonade. One more time, if you enjoyed listening, we'd love to hear your feedback. Please rate, share, and drop a review. And also, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Um, Our Instagram account is at the lemonade podcast. We will also share pictures and updates on that account, so go ahead and click follow. We think you'll think it's fun. That's all for now, folks. Until next time.